Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In All Things. I'm so glad you're here. I will be the first person to admit that I have doubted God's faithfulness before. I have been frustrated with his seemingly slow answers to prayer. Now, I know that I'm not the only one who has had these moments. This is something that I have been pondering uh, for a while now because, honestly, it's been one of those seasons lately. A season when I know in my heart that God is faithful and I believe it fully in my heart. But I would be lying if I said that my brain always follows that line of thinking. Often in the midst of doubt and frustration, we can forget the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And when I do that, it frustrates me to no end. I want to have the faith to remember right away what God has done for me in the past and not doubt that he'll work again in my future. I want to have that faith that he is working even though I can't see it. And again, I have that faith in my heart, but sometimes it takes time to get the 12 inches to my head. (laughs) Um, So as I was thinking, you know, what does it look like when God is faithful? And the Bible gives us a lot of examples. We have so many stories of God being faithful to his people. And he... It also shows us what his faithfulness means for us. Um, First and foremost, I think of 1 Timothy 2.13, and it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. So this is just huge because God's faithfulness is not dependent on our faithfulness. That is such a big relief, isn't it? We see in Psalms that his faithfulness is abundant. It says, But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He is faithful when we are tempted, which we see in 1 Corinthians. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And 1 John tells us that God is faithful in forgiving us and cleansing us from unrighteousness when we confess our sins. God is faithful when he fulfills all of his promises. He is faithful to equip us to live a life of righteousness. And one of the biggest things to remember is his faithfulness doesn't always look like we expect. That's why it's hard in these seasons of waiting because we can't see in that split moment of doubt that we're having that his plan has a good ending. I remember when this kind of first started to be a concern of mine. I was concerned with my lack of faith in what God is doing or capable of doing. And I happened to be reading Mark 8, which is not a coincidence at all. The chapter opens up with the feeding of the 4,000, and this is just a couple chapters after the feeding of the 5,000. So as a quick recap of those stories, there were these huge crowds of 4,000 and 5,000 respectively um, that were following Jesus and wanting to listen to him teach. 
And in the case of the crowd of 5,000, the only food that could be found was five loaves of bread and two fish. And in the crowd of 4,000, there were only seven loaves of bread that were found. And Jesus performed these two miracles and fed these huge crowds with that tiny bit of food and had basketfuls left over. So after the miracle with the crowd of 4,000, Jesus and his disciples got back on the boat um, to go to a new destination. And starting in verse 14, I want to read you this part. It says, The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf that they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, It is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. And Jesus said to them, do you still not understand? So the disciples had forgotten bread, and they misunderstood what Jesus was saying to them about the Pharisees' yeast. And they got worried because they had no bread. And when I was reading this for the first time, I was like, oh my goodness, what a bunch of idiots. They had just gotten on the boat from a miracle with food, so it even had to do the same subject, and they're doubting how much food they have. And then I started thinking, how many times do I do that? How many times do I forget what God has done in the past, no matter how recently, and I start worrying and doubting that he will work in my present situation? It was just very convicting to me, and I think of that story often. I try to particularly remind myself of it when I begin to doubt, because the disciples had just witnessed these two amazing miracles, but still doubted because they hadn't brought bread. You know, I've talked to you about my six-month mission trip that I took several years ago, and I actually had a similar experience to this. I had to raise money for this trip, and it was several thousand dollars. As I'm sure you can imagine, it was kind of stressful to be raising that much money, but I was very blessed by many people who donated to this. So in this process, I had a few different deadlines that I had to raise X amount of money by this date. I passed the first deadline with no issue, which I was very grateful for. The second deadline started to approach and I was close, but I was not quite there. And I started worrying and I was nervous and I was praying nonstop, hoping that I would be able to raise that money. Well, at the last minute, somebody made a big donation and I was able to make it past that deadline. I was so grateful and so relieved and I began slowly kind of crawling towards my next deadline. And guess what? I started doubting again as that date approached and donations had kind of slowed down. I lacked that faith that the Lord would do again what he had already done before. As David was preparing for the battle against the Philistine giant Goliath, Saul was telling David, you can't fight him. You're too young. You're too small. But David said to Saul, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. David had that faith that God would do again what he had done before. This is a lot easier said than done, isn't it? 
I say all the time that I want to remember God's goodness, but to actually remember God's faithfulness can be hard sometimes, especially if we have the enemy attacking our minds and causing that doubt, which he does. I want to read to you another story from the Bible, and this is out of 1 Samuel chapter 7, and it is during the end of the time of the judges when Israel is seeing a revival because Samuel is their leader now and the nation of Israel repents of their sins. They destroy their idols because they were serving other gods and they again begin to serve the Lord. So to set the scene of what I'm going to read, Samuel gathered the Israelites at a place called Mizpah and it was there that they were... um, confessing their sins, and Samuel was offering a sacrifice to the Lord on behalf of the Israelites. So starting in verse 10, it says, While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day the Lord thundered with a loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way, to a point below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Ebenezer means stone of help. This stone was to sit as a visual reminder of God's power and protection, and it marked the spot where the enemy had been defeated and God's promise to his people, which was to bless them, had been accomplished. Have you ever heard the song, Come Thou Fount? The third verse mentions this, actually. It says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I've come. So, in what ways can we raise an Ebenezer? Obviously, setting up a stone and naming it probably is not our first choice. Um, But how can we, in the 21st century, raise an Ebenezer to remind ourselves and others how God has been faithful to us in the past, and he will continue to be faithful to us. Journaling is a great way of remembering what the Lord has done. It's fun to read back on years past to remember the great moments that God has brought to me and the hard moments that he has brought me through. You know, journaling can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, and just finding something that works for your personality is just a good idea. So it can be through actually keeping a written journal. Maybe you start a blog, which you could do that privately or publicly. Um, you could record videos of yourself or an audio of the story and save it on your phone and choose to either just listen to it for yourself or you could share it. I remember on one of our family vacations when I was younger, my mom actually brought with a notebook to write down any God things that had happened on the trip. I was probably like 10 at the time, so off the top of my head, I don't remember everything, Um, but I'm pretty sure getting like free sandwiches at Subway made the list, um, as did finding a chiropractor for my dad when he pulled his back. Um, So I may not remember every single one on the list, but I remember the practice of writing them down so that we could look back at them. And the other thing that this habit encourages us to do is to look for God's faithfulness. If we're going to have a goal of writing down the ways that he is faithful, then we are going to be more apt to look for those moments. We can also raise an Ebenezer by sharing the story with others. 
This helps us retain the event um, and it can also help with accountability. So if I tell a friend of something that God has done, then when I start to doubt again, hopefully that friend would remind me and say, you know, Sierra, look at what he did in this situation. He will, he will come through again. But it also can encourage others. God's faithfulness has been documented all throughout the Bible. And we can be encouraged by the promises that God has fulfilled in the past, just as our friends and our community can be encouraged by what God is doing in our lives. Um, and this actually brings me to another point in that we can look at past stories of God being faithful to his people as a way to raise an Ebenezer and regain hope. You know, we should be going to the word and filling ourselves with hope of his incredible, generous, and everlasting faithfulness. I look at times in the Bible where it seemed that the Lord was silent for long periods of time, but still fulfilled those promises. That is what is encouraging to me. So one example is when God made a covenant with Abraham in Genesis. God promised Abraham that he would make his people a great nation, and the covenant also included land. And that promise was fulfilled hundreds of years later by Joshua, by somebody else, long after Abraham was, had died. Or I think of the, when the Israelites had waited 430 years to be freed from slavery. I am sure that they wondered if God would ever rescue them. But God did rescue them through a series of plagues in Egypt. But then he was leading them by Moses into the promised land and it took 40 years. And we know that the Israelites struggled with this. It says it in the Bible. They were upset and they preferred to be back in slavery than wandering endlessly. But God had a plan. Or how about all of God's people waiting on their Messiah? Their Savior who was prophesied for thousands of years. And God definitely came through on that, did he not? And even, you know, we just celebrated Easter. It's easy for us to read the story of, you know, Jesus's crucifixion and his burial and his resurrection and see the hope. But we forget that there were three days there when God's people thought that Satan had won. They thought that death had conquered. And they were devastated. They thought this was the hope that we had. But on that third day, God's plan was revealed and Jesus was resurrected. Maybe you are looking for a miracle in your life. So reading about how Jesus healed the leper or gave sight to the blind man or he made the lame man walk, those stories are going to be encouraging to you. Perhaps you're feeling tired and worn out and you need to feel rest and you need to feel loved. If you look to the Gospels where Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. That applies to you. And he meets a Samaritan woman at the well. He meets her where she is and offers her eternal life. And that applies to you as well. We can remember God's faithfulness in our own lives from reading the word We can read other books like biographies of believers um, and even learn from our community, especially when you're feeling down or you're starting to doubt. Reach out to your community, ask for prayer and ask for the stories of God's faithfulness in their lives, because trust me, it will give you hope. And just remember that 2 Timothy reminds us that even if we are faithless, he 
remains faithful. How good is our God to remain faithful throughout our doubts and throughout our faithlessness. Thank you for joining today's conversation. I hope this was an encouraging episode as you continue to walk with the Lord. If it was, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps with the app's algorithm and allows In All Things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at In All Things Pod on both of those. And visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.